What's up, guys? Welcome to Cooler Conversations, the podcast culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're not so new, welcome back. And if I'm welcoming you back, then be sure to leave a review or hit us up on the social media pages and let me know what you like about the show. Before we jump into this episode, I'd like to take a moment to thank and talk about both of today's local sponsors. I'd like to introduce our first sponsor, Dr. Andy from Cardinal Chiropractic and Sports Recovery. Dr. Andy specializes in helping runners, CrossFitters, and anyone else who loves a fitness lifestyle feel better, move better, and have more energy. He's actually helped a few of my close friends with some of their aches and pains as well, and listeners of this podcast can get 15% off a dry needling package if they mention this podcast by name. So if you want to feel your best, check them out on Instagram at Cardinal Cairo Sports, on Facebook, or their website at www.cardinalchirosports.com. Again, that is a 15% off a dry needling package when you mention this podcast by name. Our second sponsor of the day is Alamance Coffee Works. AKW is all about connecting through coffee, offering coffees from all the major producing regions to making local connections. AKW wants to enjoy coffee with other people. Speaking of those local connections, Alamance Cafe Works has collaborated with local nonprofits to raise funds for the I Will Survive 5K, benefiting cancer survivors and the Alamance Regional Medical Center Charitable Foundation. On a day-to-day basis, their local shop, the Converge Coffee Bar, have meeting rooms that are free to reserve for meetings and work, along with their signature brew, offering gluten-free items, toasts, smoothies, and teas. What makes AKW and Converge unique is that they do three things well. They roast their own coffee, value creativity in creating amazing seasonal offerings while staying true to the coffee and building relationships with people and local businesses. And as an added bonus, listeners of this podcast will receive 25% off their purchase at checkout when they use promo code COOLER, that is C-O-O-L-E-R, on their website, akwcoffee.com. Again, that is 25% off your purchase when you use promo code COOLER, at checkout at akwcoffee.com. So thank you again to both of our sponsors. Links to both of them will be in the description. And without further ado, let's jump into it. Welcome to Cooler Conversations. I'm your host, Tyler Smiley. Today, I'm sitting in the very own Converge Coffee Shop with Alamance County's Young Stud of Olympic Lifting. I couldn't think of another uh, title for you, but I think Young Stud of Olympic Lifting of Alamance County is pretty solid. Hey, man, that sounds good to me. This is Kyler Jordan, by the way. What's up, guys? Um, So, first question I have. uh, So, you sent me a text. You wanted to talk about Olympic Lifting. Yeah. I walk in here. Your hand's broken. <laughs> What's up with that? Um, so, guys, if you're a lifter, don't lift on a bad day. If you're just having a bad day, just skip skip that day. Because I zoned out mid, mid-clean and fell backwards, did not bail. Oh, my. And hit my elbow on the ground with 185 pounds of pressure. Oh, my. And tore the bottom ligament in my wrist, and then partially tore the middle one. Wow. And that's why I'm going to cast. How much longer do you have on the cast? Uh, three weeks, roughly. Roughly. So I'm, you you won't be able, you're not obviously competing, because this was this is around Nationals time, right? This was actually, when I heard it, I um, was last September, but I didn't get it checked out till December. 
Mm. I won Tennessee State Championship on a torn wrist. Wow. Um, Aren't you just Michael Jordan? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's like my flu game. Um, but, no, Nationals got moved to July, thankfully. Okay. So, but the issue with that is, is right now my qualifying total is terrible. Yeah. So, like, I'm in, like, the worst session I can be in. So, there's still a possibility of you going, though. Oh, I've already qualified. Okay. I'm going. Okay. But it's, I'm going to have to compete in, like, a month and a half after I get this off. What's the recovery on that? How much longer? Um, It's going to be roughly around, like, two weeks of rehab, and then I'm back into it. Okay, because you can move your fingers and everything. Okay, so you're solid. So what is your training looking like right now? You know, we, before the pod, you were talking about how you can only do legs so much. So, like, what are you doing? So it's like, so um, I'm not really at my gym 5 at 4 right now mm-hmm. um, just because it's I Olympic weightlift there. Yeah. And so I go to Winner's Gym um, across from Williams High School. Which your dad owns. Which my dad owns. <laughs> <laughs> dad owns a lot, but... Um, so I'm doing just legs there, leg presses, um, safety bar squats, okay. just your simple leg movements, air squats a ton. Yeah. It's just boring. <laughs> so is there what is there anything that they told you you're allowed to do? Like, can you, I've seen guys that when they're really into it, like bodybuilding, I'll be at the gym and they'll like tie something to their cast and they can do like curls. Are you really into it like that? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, Kyler, you're 19. Yeah, your body just needs to take a break. You've been yeah. doing this for six years, you know, with no no breaks. I have not taken a this long of a break ever in my six months of weightlifting. Did you ever taper? That's my quite a question. My <sighs> big question would be after competitions. I may have taken a, a day or two off, but then I went wow. right back into it. Okay, so uh, let's jump away from uh, the big broken bird wing you got um at what i guess my big question for you because you transitioned uh from soccer i guess it was club traveling soccer yeah to uh kind of like amateur crossfit because you were doing mm-hmm. uh like i remember you traveling to uh, myrtle beach you're traveling yeah, yeah. uh you did the hillsborough game so you were doing a little bit of like these competitions um at what point did you jump from that to ollie lifting or olympic lifting for those who don't know yeah what was the what was the transition in all three Oof. Um, so yeah, growing up, my dad, my dad played soccer throughout his high school. So, I mean, that was kind of three years old, jumped right into rec peewee. Yeah. I mean, almost everybody does, you know, who has starts out with their sports career or whatever, but, um, jumped right into soccer, um, played rec, won the rec league once. Okay. Show off, I know. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I was like... Do you have that medal, like, hanging up? Heck yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you only win so few. Um, But did that until... And then I started going to travel soccer when I turned eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Um, So started that. Then played my seventh grade year, played for my school, JB. And at that point, I was like... It's kind of becoming a chore to play soccer, and the enjoyment wasn't there anymore. Yeah. So then I actually switched over to basketball um, and played basketball for a while, and I was like, okay, played two years of travel basketball, AAU, which was hell on earth, because mm-hmm. I'm sitting there 13 years old, my 5'4 self, and then looking up at this like 6'2 guy who can slam dunk the ball from the free throw line, and it's just like, okay, you yeah. Know? Um, so 
stopped that when I was 14. And when I was 14, I love telling this story because it describes a 14-year-old perfectly. Laying in bed on a Saturday, dad burst into the room. It's 9 a.m. I was exhausted. I did not want to do anything. I wanted to watch football. Yeah. Dad said, get up, put a pair of athletic, put athletic wear on. We're going. And I was like, going where? He's like, just get in the truck. Yeah. I was like, all right. Went to 584 on a free introduction class. Met Scott. Um, fell in love with the thing. Okay. So started that. Um, and I was, man, I was, so I was 14. I probably weighed like 110 pounds. I was a skinny thing. I was going to say, because right now you're, uh, what, a lean 175, 185? I'm 190. 190? You're lean 190 is yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah. Wow. But, um, yeah, so I was a skinny guy. And, you know, I was short, 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, five at the yeah. time. You know, I only grew like five more inches. Kind of yeah. sucks. But, um, yeah, so, like, it was just... I just literally just fell in love with the, with the sport of CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And about when I turned 16, I started to get really, really into it. That's mm-hmm. when I, so I had done one previous competition, but when I was 16, I finally did my first RX competition with Scott in Goldsboro. Okay. Which was a two and a half hour drive. Another thing. But um, when I turned 17... I was like, okay, this is the year that I actually like, quote unquote, make my mark. Yeah. So, um, went into the open and I got 117th in the world in the 16 to 17 year old age group and then went to the online qualifier and got 111th. So I finished 111th in the world out of like five to 10,000 other 16, 17 year olds. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did notice that there was, I looked at some of their Instagrams, right? Just to like, you know quote unquote scout the competition or whatever yeah just to see what they're doing well these kids are cleaning 325 i'm like just monster weight just monster weight and i'm like sitting here like my two 275 clean and jerk and i'm like yeah you know i think that's mm-hmm. great and like comparatively it's just like eh, you know but like they can move the 185s they can move the 205s so much better than i could yeah and that and that i mean and that's what it really came down to mm-hmm so it was like, <clears throat> okay, you know, I think it's time as I move into the adult category to build up some strength. Well, Scott being the, the coach Scott is, um, was like, hey, well, let's jump on a couple Olympic weightlifting tri- um, programs. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool, you know. So did that, and Scott's like, hey, nationals is in a couple months. And I was like, okay. He's like, you should try to qualify. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, there's no way me being a CrossFitter would ever have the chance to even like think about even qualifying for it. Mm-hmm. Well, the qualifying total for it wasn't as much as I thought it was. So I was like, okay, you know, I was like, I can do this. Qualified my first meet. Scott was on vacation. My first meet and Ramon actually took over for Scott. Okay. Um, in my first Olympic weightlifting meet and me and Ramon knew nothing about yeah. changing weights, about like, you know, what to really do. And so it was just so funny because we were both like kind of, um, what's the term? Just like, like run around with your chicken, with a head cut off like yeah, a chicken. pretty much. But like, I mean, we stuck to the game plan, went six for six. Um, 
nerves kind of passed. So fast forward um, to November when I turned 18, I'm like, okay, this is something that I really like yeah. and I really, really want to do. And like, I've seen like 10 kilo increase in my total, which is like 22 pounds, which is a lot in a couple mm-hmm. of months. Um, so do another weightlifting meet, get first in that one and get my qualifying total up. And then it's time for nationals. Nationals was in California. It was not close at all. And I hate flying. Okay. That's one thing I do not like is I hate turbulence. I can do a nice, smooth plane ride, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody can. But once turbulence hits, I flip. I'm like, we're going down. Yeah. I'm like, we're dead. Um, But California was a surreal experience. Okay. It was crazy because it's like you walk into the training hall and it's brand new. Everything is like bars never been used. Weights never been used. I don't think I've gotten. You get to fill up like a little bag and put stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. Take yeah. it with you. They give you like tape. Um, they give you a name tag. Kettlebell. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it because that's when who was it? Rogue just uh released their Olympic weightlifting line. Mm. So it was brand spanking new Rogue equipment, which Rogue is high and mighty in the CrossFit and Olympic weightlifting industry. But like it's god tier equipment. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like. Fresh knurling on the bar. Mm-hmm. I don't think my neck's ever been redder in my life. Wow. Other than that, other than that sequence of events. But, um, so I ended up being in the D session of, um, of nationals, which is A's top, um, B is second, so on and so forth. You don't really have a chance of winning if you're in the D session. But then again, it was, I was going up against 25 year olds, um, university and junior were all lifting together Mm -hmm. so you didn't really know who was in your there could have been the top junior in my division i wouldn't even know so there was no like you stalking them on social media like "Hmm, yeah yeah, yeah. this guy i mean i knew the one junior Mm -hmm. who went to worlds like three times already and i knew like he was gonna get gold and literally everything yeah but like for my uh, first nationals, I actually placed tenth, which was <laughs> literally like I don't know how, but um, I finished like sixth in the snatch and like thirteenth in the clean and jerk overall, mm-hmm. and like it was, but it was just like a really good experience. But coaches in Olympic weightlifting in the lower sessions, they act like it's the A session, and I don't mm. know why. They're, like, constantly moving their guy to get, like, an extra minute and stuff like that. I'm like, you're in the D session. Just go and have fun, really. Yeah. I know there's still a competitive atmosphere around it all. But, like, but like after Nationals, I was like, I just want to I just want to do this more and yeah. more and more and more. So I go to Nationals in July, and then hopefully from there. And this was this is 2020. Yeah, this is 2020. Okay. Then COVID hit, of course. Yeah. Um. So... Even then, though, I still didn't take a break. I actually went to Scott's house and continued my programming and right. lifted there. For COVID protocols, we do not advocate. <laughs> <laughs> I wore a mask. Right. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but, like, no, I mean, just speaking on the cast, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I still didn't. There wasn't, no, there was no, like, three-month, two-month gap that I had where I mm. didn't. I took stuff home, you know, like, I mean, that's where I did primarily. Most of my stuff was at home. Yeah. Um, but... Fast forward to September of 
2020, I go to Tennessee, Nashville for their state championship because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm worried about qualifying at this point for nationals. I see it in July. I don't see a qualification cutoff date, but like it's still, it's like North Carolina wasn't having any competitions. They're still not. Oh, wow. Like, I think the one that was supposed to be scheduled was March of 2021 and they may still be having it, but like I couldn't wait till March, yeah. you know? And like, especially when you have that like competitive itch, like you yeah. just got to go. Yeah. It's like, so, you know, and, but the funny thing was, was when I got back from nationals, <laughs> I actually nearly broke my ankle. Um, the, 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 uh, day, the day of I'm seeing some patterns here. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> um, so like I got off the plane at like 5 a.m., went in to 5 a 4, lifted at like nine with some friends of mine. Didn't mm-hmm. take a didn't take a day off. Um, go to play basketball that night. Didn't wear basketball shoes. Wore like regular. Um, I wore Metcons, so like fitness shoes, you know. Yeah. Um, landed on someone's foot. Oh my! Complete sideways. Oh my, dude, it was terrible. But um, yeah. So I won Tennessee in September. <clears throat> In Nashville, so that was fun. Got and kind of, kind of got that competitive itch back. Okay, and then I was like, okay, I was like, my wrist keeps hurting. Mm-hmm. I, like, I don't know why, but like, I I need to go get it checked out. I was like, I'm tired of this wrist pain. You know, whatever. December went, and they put me in a brace first. The PA put me in a brace and was like, this is the best thing we got for you. I was like, okay, and so then they gave me to the wrist hand, wrist specialist and was like, she was like, go get an MRI. Go get an MRI, find out it's torn. And so, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Oh, man. So training has been wonky, but, you know. So I guess my question then from there is you've had a lot of ups and downs. We had the, obviously, the pandemic still going on. Uh, you've got an almost near miss where you shattered your ankle. You got your hand. So are there points where you are thinking about future prospects or are you trying to stay in this sport for a while um i'm trying to stay in this sport as long as i possibly can okay because i mean dream is international competition like mm-hmm. i really want to go to worlds and hopefully fingers crossed i'll be good enough to qualify for 2024 2028 olympics mm-hmm. um but that's what do you have to do for that is it because i i'm coming from the swimming world and i know it is tough yeah so you have to just enter I think it's you have to enter at least eight international competitions. Okay. Just that's baseline. Just to get to the trials? Just to get to the trials. Okay. Then then you have to be, I think it's like top 20 or top 30 in the mm-hmm. world in that division. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So like some what athletes, what some athletes will do is they'll go to Europe, find relatively close competitions and then compete, and then just weigh in. Because mm. if you just make weight and weigh in, you don't have to lift. It still counts as a qualification because you went oh. and competed. It's just pretty much like saying, like, I've missed all my lifts. So you kind of go in and kind of deke yourself yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, You weigh in, you get the weight in, you get the you get the, um, you get the qualification yeah. um, in, entry, you know. And so that's what some, some of them will do. Mm-hmm. So it's just like cheaper, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But yeah, it's a tedious process because it's like not only do you have to be the best in your nation, you also have to beat other people in the world. 
Of course. So it's like, okay, cool. You don't have any competition in the U.S. anymore. Well, now you got competition in Russia. Russia. <laughs> China. Dude, China is ridiculous. Wow. The China, like China PK, what is it? PRK, PKR, Public Korea Republic, whatever they are. That like Asian countries are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then once you get into the upper weight classes, it's Europeans, man. Eastern Europeans are ruthless. Well, they're Vikings. <laughs> they're just straight Vikings. <laughs> yeah, that with the long beards, man. But yeah, it's a tedious process. Yeah. And I'm only like what is the what's the average age of an Olympian? Because I imagine it's on the older side than most. Because like swimming is like fifteen, well not fifteen, it's like eighteen <laughs> to twenty one, and then you have those guys that are like old and they're like twenty five, twenty six. So what's the Olympic weightlifting around the world? What's the average? Because I imagine what I'm getting at is like you technically, if you do it well you get stronger as you go. There's a such thing as like old man strength. And it's like, kind of, it's kind of like bro science That's almost. That's what my dad has. But it's true. So what's yeah. the, what is that, like is that in the uh, Olympic sphere? Like when you compete with these guys? So the issue with is like, so the guy who was talking about earlier who won nationals that year, mm-hmm. I mean the kid's now 20. And I mean he's, he's getting to the B session at Worlds. Like I mean like he's no joke. But, like, he'll cap out at, like, 24, 25. Because mm-hmm. he's been doing it since he's four, 13 years old. Yeah. He's been competitive since he was, like, 16. Like, going international competitive. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, it's, it, it really just depends on when you start. Yeah. So, like, the Chinese, like, I mean, they're there till they're from 12 years old. I mean, they're training kids at eight years old there. Mm-hmm. But the number one guy in my former weight class, which was 81 kilo, which is what I went to nationals for the first time. Mm-hmm. I'm in a different weight class now. Got a, got a little fat. Uh, <laughs> um, it's he, the cast. It's like a 30-pound oh. cast. <laughs> um, he actually is 36. Oh, wow. And broke two world records. That's what I'm saying. So, like, it literally just depends yeah. on the weight weight class – like the younger you are, you'll probably perform better in the lighter weight classes. The older you are, you can let yourself go a little bit and still be really good. I know. I knew a guy. It was crazy. Um, he used to work out. He used to be over at uh, Training Valley when uh, Training Valley still existed. His name was uh, Paulie. Are you familiar? You know who that is? I don't. Um, I don't remember his last name. But anyway, like he was just a big guy. Like he was probably like 350 plus pounds. And if he's listening, I'm sorry. You just what you looked like. But <laughs> he was an absolute stud. Yeah. I'm talking about ass to grass snatch, perfect form. Like he was co- he was actually the Olympic coach over at Kijax for a little bit. Okay. But like it, the, like in my mind, there is no like perfect body set. It's all form, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean that's huge. It's like you'll see these guys and like, excuse me, um, they'll be like six two, and I'll be leaner than them. Mm-hmm. But like, I, their core strength, man, their core strength is like twenty times better than mine. I'm yeah. like, I got the six pack and you don't. What what, what <laughs> what's happening here? <laughs> it's like your form is like they won't lose snatches forward. Mm-hmm. They won't lose cleans forward. Mm-hmm. Like the only time they'll miss a lift is they'll snatch too far back or they will not be able to stand up with the clean. Mm-hmm. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, it's funny because it's like my form is, isn't is bad. 
it's nowhere near perfect. It's not a. Uh, it's not matured. Yet. Yeah, exactly. Because the thing is, is like you still have to be in this sport for like three years before you actually find that perfect form. Yeah. And the thing is, is it takes that long to find your perfect form because mm-hmm. your perfect form, because a big thing that Chinese lifters do is they uh, squat jerk. Mm-hmm. So they put their ass to the grass with a clean grip and okay. throw the barbell overhead. Wow. It, it like, I feel like they dislocate their shoulders every single time I watch it and then pop them back into place in the back. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, Some behind-the-scenes chiropractor. <laughs> put it back. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> inject him with more steroids and put him <laughs> and put the shoulders back into place. Um, but, like, but then you have someone in the U.S. who mm-hmm. loves to power jerk and won't squat jerk. So, it's just, like, it literally is just a preference to the lifter. Some clean... I know CJ Cummings, for a fact, he cleans literally within two fingers of his snatch grip wow like he'll catch a clean it's like very that. wide yeah but when you see him clean so for the can we take a i want to take a break for the audience that's not familiar with olympic lifting could you explain the the different grips like as far as lengthwise like what is the wingspan difference between a clean and then a snatch grip so with a snatch grip if you stand up with something it should meet your hip crease so okay right where like if you bend over that crease yeah it with the barbell of course mm-hmm. so it should be roughly that length mm-hmm. of width so you can go a little bit wider but it'll affect where you hit your your hip crease of course so but that so like the width of that so you want to so if you know a barbell you know where those little circles are what if they have two i, I know what you're talking about they have the little rings that so i would go in between them okay i would lean a little bit more to the um outward one okay but um yeah now a clean grip i usually will go thumb from the middle of the mm-hmm. bar and go out from there it's usually about shoulder width yeah 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 yeah. so but i mean then again you have the cases like cj cummings who are yeah. just like hey i like to snatch grip <laughs> i'm like trying to imagine the damn grip you would do but That's i mean insane. like that literally like i've been tempted to like take some like gymnastics classes to get more flexible Mm -hmm. because i mean we see what happened with my wrist maybe yoga yeah i mean now that my sister's a yoga instructor i should probably go to some for classes but i think it's beneficial at least on like a slow flow oh yeah yeah yeah. i wouldn't do this is not i swear to god i'm gonna get attacked for this (laughs) but like i don't i'm not i'm not talking about the the classes where you're essentially doing burpees for an hour it's -hmm. like vinyasas but i'm talking about like a slow flow you could work on just uh it would help with your core strength. Yeah, dude. I tried yoga probably like two or three times with my sister. And like every single time I came back tired, more tired than I ever would in an Olympic weightlifting training session. It's kind of weird how that happens. Yeah, but dude, I would come back and I'd be like, it loosens you up. Mm-hmm. But like I would be so stiff the day of after I do yoga. Mm-hmm. But like the next day I'd feel so relaxed. Yeah. So you talked about you didn't um, you didn't do tapers. So like, what does a cycle look like for you? Because you're not are you doing obviously at least deloads? You're doing yeah yeah, yeah. okay. So. I mean, I'll do I'll do a deload week here and there. Um, oh so my gosh. <laughs> uh, every fifty two weeks, <laughs> one. <laughs> um, so like you know, it's 
a standard Olympic weightlifting cycle is eight to sixteen weeks. Okay. Um, but I just, dude, I hate deload. I just can't. Why? I just can't. That's what your body needs. No, your body needs the deload. My body just doesn't need to stop moving. It's not. That's not what's not. It's not <laughs> stopping you to move. <laughs> I'm just, not even a. I'm not even like a because. Uh, I'm not even like a certified swim coach anymore, but like the taper was the most important part of the workout because it's uh, it's faster times, it's heavier lifts, but it's longer rest. I just can't. Yeah. I just, okay, so like I know the importance of deload now. That's what those old guys are doing, man. <laughs> That's how you got to beat them. <laughs> I, if you're going to represent this country, <laughs> you need to take a taper. <laughs> I just... And it's the 19-year-old in me, and I know it is. Uh, it's just, I can't stop moving. And Scott's pretty good about being like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> He's He'll pull me aside and be like, stop. Mm-hmm. You're fine. 50% is okay for the day. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, you know, I mean, it's going to be, a once I get this stupid cast off, it's going to be ridiculous because it's going to be like, you're only going to be able to lift 70 kilo. For two weeks, yeah, and I'm gonna want to die, yeah. Because, but I mean, bright side, I get to lift the barbell. That's true. But I just, I will deload. But the, that, <laughs> those are the weeks that I tend to skip. Yeah. <laughs> I'll what ra- is? I'll rather sit at home and watch Peaky Blinders on Netflix. <laughs> There's only so many seasons of that. <laughs> <laughs> Question. Uh, so you're talking about we're kind of going into like you're competing again. So what is like what is the diet? look like obviously you talk we talked about you it doesn't have to be completely clean eating i mean you could be you could have that beer belly and just rip it off the ground so like what is what is the diet plan because also you want to keep like ligaments and uh, muscle fibers in the right order so like what does that cycle look like do you have like an eating cycle is there certain macros you're trying to hit how does that go so i mean i try to hit at least a standard of like four thousand calories a day what does that what does that look like because i don't here's the thing is I, constantly here's what i don't <laughs> think people comprehend what four thousand calories is they just go oh there's a lot of there's a lot of food but like in reality it's, like 2500 calories can be a lot of food too so yeah. like what is four that what is that what is breakfast <sighs> breakfast is four or five eggs with um a quarter thing of sausage um, some onions and peppers scrambled together, um, then some Kodiak oatmeal, um, a cup of coffee with some heavy whipping cream. That's Alamance Cafe Works coffee. Yeah, always. from Converge. <laughs> always. <laughs> Dad owns that. Hashtag, hash, <laughs> hashtag plug. <laughs> They're a sponsor of the show. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's a typical breakfast for me mm-hmm. i mean if i'm feeling a little spicy i'll put some toast and make a sandwich but like that's only if i'm feeling a little spicy yeah but um lunch is usually <laughs> what i used to do is i would go to mike's deli and get a monster sub full with pickle lettuce onion mayonnaise and a monster sub at mike's is a pound of, a pound of meat and a pound of cheese wow it's so that's, that, not to be taken lightly. So that itself, the the breakfast and the lunch is typically where people would probably feel full. Um, oh, how do a you snack in between that? By well, the way. I imagine there's a lot more food. That's not even <laughs> touching four thousand. So going from just that idea of what you're eating 
how much effort is that going into the gym? Like, what is an like? How many hours a, a day are you spending? Is it two hours, one hour? What's the breakdown? So, what I used to do would be, golly, it. I mean, I probably, I personally, I probably spent twenty four hours a week throughout six days, so about four hours a day in the gym, roughly. How much of that is uh, like pre, like prehab, and then? Um, probably about 20 minutes of prehab and then, uh, probably about two hours of weightlifting and then about 30 minutes of messing around with Scott, um, and helping other people. With so just spike ball for 30 minutes. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's only if I go at 1230. It's only if I go at 1230. Got it. But, um, yeah. So, and then it's about another 30 minutes of accessory work. Okay. So give or take three to four hours, depending on if I mess around. So what else bit. do you, what else do you have time to do? 24 hours in a week is a lot. Like that's essentially a part-time job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it doesn't help the fact that I'm in school. Um, but I do school. I work at my dad's gym and I have another job as an after school teacher. Well, wow. so I'm thank a busy you. man. <laughs> thank you for having the time to be on this podcast. Man, I mean, I'm hurt right now. So blessed us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of, one of the other things I want to talk about is uh, I think it's we're starting to see it more so in uh, athletics now. It's like people always want to talk about, oh, what can I lift? What can I eat? But they're talking about mindset, right? <laughs> What's really crazy is not a lot of people when they're competing actually have a coach. You have, I guess, it's Scott is a one-on-one coach for you or are you on like a team over there? Um, we're trying to make a team. Okay. So if there's any youth out there that listen... I mean, we would be open to have you. Like, I mean, but like, but, um, so it started out with Cass. Mm -hmm. Um, then I kind of, kind of came in when I wanted to Olympic weightlift. She grew out of it. I mean, she was, she was 14 at the time, I think, and got a a boyfriend at like 16 and kind of let that take over her life. That'll do it. (laughs) That's one thing I will say that I've stayed mentally strong in is the fact of the matter is, is even though like I've had like, little girlfriends here and there like i've never let it affect my lifting at all it was a nonchalant way of saying you're a player no 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 i think i've only had two <laughs> i mean you know i've had two over a course of like three years <laughs> if any i'm anything but a player but um yeah dude men, men, mentality is ridiculous yeah it's like now is especially now when like i'm not in the gym it's like i'm overthinking everything like mm-hmm. little things about my training and dude it's it's tough to stay like, Kyler, you're doing good. You know, you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. You know, keep it up. But, like, I mean, like I said, I mean, that's how I hurt my wrist. Yeah. It was not being mentally there. Yeah. I mean, like, it was just, like, the day affected me. It was, it was just, like. Is there a specific, like, playlist? Do you have, like, any books that you've read? Like, how have you, what um, do you use to focus? Like, I've talked to a lot of people. It's meditation. It's, um, they'll do some breath work. They'll read. Um, even just going for a walk, like what is what focuses you in? Um, so, one of the things that I take pride in personally is I love feeding off of people. If people aren't happy, then mm-hmm. I'm not happy. Which I mean sounds unhealthy. I want to grow out of that. That sounds <laughs> well. No, I mean, but like, because I'm also a youth leader at my church. Ah, okay. So like, that's kind of where it comes from. It's yeah. just like I try to make everybody around me mm-hmm. happy. And like, you know, I take pride in that, Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a very, very charismatic guy and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But like, you know, I mean, I, 
I I mean, like, it's just really, really fun to see other people enjoy what you're also enjoying. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's kind of how I stay focused on what I do is, is like, is my own happiness in what I'm doing. So it's like, if I go into the gym, I'm smiling, I'm having a good time, I'm dialed in, you know, and like, that'll be an accumulation of, like, like you said, music. Um, but a big book that I read was Chasing Excellence by Ben Bergeron. Okay. And how he coached Katrin and... Um, I don't think he was coaching Matt Frazier at the time. He may have been, but... Um, What's mean, it called again? Chasing Excellence. Chasing Excellence. Okay. I think I think that's the name of it. I, I think that's right. But, um, I mean, that big, that book helped me out a lot. Okay. Being like, you know, you you got to go in with the mindset of... And, I'm, and I also have come in with the mindset of they're doing exactly what you're doing, mm-hmm. but you just got to push yourself one step further than them. Yeah, it's always, I always, I hate, people say not to compare yourself to other people, but I love comparing myself to other people. Okay. It's the one thing that like, that also drives me. And it's also like, they're doing it. You need to do it too. Yeah. It's like, but you need to do it better than them. Have you thought about using the exercise of, I'm sure you do, but like the um, comparing yourself to who you were, like. Like if you looked at like it's almost like the uh, the Mario Kart where you're like racing your own ghost. Oh, dude, I hate those. I always lost. Yeah, but that's that's the <laughs> idea is you're racing yourself, you're pacing yourself. That's who you're trying to beat. You're trying to beat your past. So funny, you bring that up. Kuna Matata. Literally, <laughs> yesterday I got called a narcissist. Oh wow! Because I. So funny thing about my phone is I have 600 videos of me weightlifting on my phone. Well, that's just smart. You got to keep it. That's what sports are. Out of 1,082 total photos and videos, mm-hmm. I have 600 of them are weightlifting. Yeah. And I tell people, I'm like, when I get bored, literally all I do is I'll go on my phone, scroll through and be like, hmm, okay, I'm feeling snatches today, mm-hmm. even though I can't weightlift right now. I'm like, I'm feeling snatches today. Mm-hmm. I'll literally go back all the way till <clears throat> November 2019. Okay. And watch me snatch. I could I could do it for hours. Yeah. Or I'll go on YouTube and watch I think I've seen the eighty one kilo A session at IWF four times and it's three hours and forty minutes. Yeah. That's the thing is that's I don't see that as narcissism. I see that as like it's, I don't know if it's it's not passion, but it's like you have that drive. That's a drive. <laughs> Well, when you look at yourself weightlift, and I usually don't weightlift with a shirt on, it's like, that was actually a really, really good lift. And people, But people don't understand that I yeah. have to take the videos, and I have to watch the videos, because, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's the most important thing for me, is looking at myself. Correct. Because, I mean, like, I can't see myself when I weightlift. Mm-hmm. Only people who are watching me weightlift Correct. can see me. So it's like, okay, Scott told me to, I st- I was on my heels too much in this, in the snatch, or clean, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I didn't know that because, I mean, it felt like a pretty good lift for me. Yeah. Well, I videoed it. Okay, I see. I saw I saw a little bit of light underneath my toes. Crap. Yeah. You know? So, it's like, I mean, I don't think it's as narcissism either. No. But, like, it's just funny because people don't think, like, to watch themselves. Yeah. You know? Do you, are you going to take that, um, what you're picking up from yourself? Do you see yourself... In the future, possibly looking into coaching. Yeah. Okay. So, 
I want to hit all three of my certifications, my L1, my other L1, and then um, my personal training certification. This is just an Olympic or a CrossFit and Olympic? Uh, I want to get a CrossFit level one, oh, USAW L1, okay. and a personal training, like I said. Okay. But um, I'm probably going to start out with the weightlifting L1, mm-hmm. just so if we do create a team, I'll be able to help coach and stuff like that. But, I mean, like, excuse me. Um, I mean, I... I tell people, I kind of help people anyway, mm-hmm. even though I don't necessarily have the certification for it. Yeah. But I mean, like when you do it so much, like you can literally like, I mean, like if me and you walked into a gym and you tried to snatch and clean a jerk, like that wouldn't I could, happen. That would <laughs> but, I mean, happen. I, I could pick it up pretty yeah. easily on what you need fixed. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not as good as, I'm not as pinpoint as Scott is. Yeah. It's like. I could do a perfect lift and Scott would be like, you pulled too early even though it looked perfect. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, what? I mean, again, I'll watch the video for 30 minutes and like in minute 30, I'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. that's what he meant. Yeah. Like it, it's amazing at what he sees and like everybody's been doing it forever. Yeah. But I do want to get my L1 and weightlifting first. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it sounds like you've got a, you've got a long path, but a uh, dedicated path going into olympic lifting yeah and that doesn't mean like you know the thing with olympic weightlifting is just like all i have to do is go back and do some cardio and i can jump right back into crossfit uh bet no (laughs) (laughs) but like you know i'm actually doing a crossfit competition hopefully in may okay guys um ramon chris and eli i think are the team okay we're going back down to myrtle beach um okay yeah the core four man they broke up me mike and ramon and e-man you didn't break up yeah you're just in different locations <laughs> with 20 minutes ain't that bad yeah so i'm, t- I'm telling you it's not that bad you're the one that's like it's we're broken up you guys sound like well you're- that's e-man's fault he said he wants to go individual i'm calling you out e-man oh okay yeah well because <laughs> we got robbed last time we they marked us like four seconds slower than a than another team right beside us and yeah. we went back and watched the video and like we finished like ten seconds faster than them, or Eamon and Mike did on wall balls because mm-hmm. they did seventy five seventy five on one hundred and fifty wall balls. Wow! N- and like they didn't stop. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like the ball never the ball never hit the ground. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Wow! But yeah, wow. but Eamon broke up the core four. <laughs> Sorry to hear that, Eamon. <laughs> yeah, but and that's another thing that's really interesting is, is like okay, you know. I won't be able to like necessarily train in CrossFit, mm-hmm. but like I'm still going to have to go compete in CrossFit. So I'm going to have to do some workouts here and there. Yeah. But like nationals will be two months away. So I'll be just starting my um, nationals prep. Just remember that you need to taper. Take a week off. I'll take a week off. Oh, before. light. I'm not off, but like. I'll take three days off before nationals. Okay. <laughs> I'm not your coach, so I don't really know <laughs> shit. Anyway. Um,. Well, this was uh, this was a very insightful conversation, Kyler. Um, where can uh, the audience reach you at or look you up? You got an Instagram website, anything you want to plug? Yeah, um, so just I mean, literally, just DM me on Instagram um, at k u y l e r g j, my name and then my initials. But um, yeah, literally, I love talking about stuff like this. It's yeah. so much fun. And I love talking sports as well. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I That's mean, why I'm super happy to have you on, man. Yeah. It's a fun time. It's been a fun time. This has been awesome. Well, uh, so guys hit him up on Instagram, hit up his DMS. He's only had two or three girlfriends, so he's not a player. <laughs> so you just hit him up there, ask him all the questions about weights. Uh, once again, Kyler, thank you so much for being on the pod. Thank you. 
Guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, share with a friend, subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple, follow us on Spotify, and if you haven't already, you got to wonder why you haven't followed our Instagram at Cooler Conversations. As always, this podcast is the culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. This is Cooler Conversations. Later.